Live from the Talking Joe Studios. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Ben. Hey, hey, it's the Chief. I'm joined by my buddy. It's me, I'm back, it's Ben. Yes, how are you doing, my friend? I'm pumped. I'm really up for this ep. Yeah? Yeah, maybe it's because it's a nighttime recording. I don't know, we've been doing a lot of daytimes. Yes, yes. I just feel like, ironically, I've got more energy now in the night. Yeah, yeah. After a full day. It's definitely colder in my loft in the nighttime. Mate, you don't want to talk about cold. My brother texted me um, from Chicago. Chicago. Yep. Uh, schools are shut, everything's shut, minus 30. Ouch. Basically, you got five to ten seconds of being outside before your uh, brown bread. Before something's fallen off. <laughs> yeah, you certainly aren't. You're not going to take a whiz in the bush. No. Parts have fallen off the man. What's that, what's, <laughs> what's that from? Parts, that's Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. My name is Ramon. <laughs> Tell Victor that Ramon, the gentleman he met last week. I have, I have herpes simplex, simplex 10. 10. I found out that I have um, herpes simplex 10. And I think Victor should go check himself out with his physician to make sure everything is fine before things start falling off on the man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, Deep movie. cut. There's one main thing's happened to me this past week. Um, I'll try and get through it uh, as quick as possible. As you know, on Saturday, I mentioned on the last pod I was going to play some board games with my friends. Uh, on Saturday, I went to my mate Dan's house and uh, some buddies came down, uh, Kieran, um sam and tom all from different parts of the country all met at dance for an all-day session of board gaming and the main one we were going to do was a game called nemesis which is in all but license and name it might as well just be an aliens game you're okay. all what you marines uh you're colonial well, no, marines so you each randomly select a character there's a scientist a soldier a pilot a captain um a scout and a okay. mechanic and a mechanic so you get you a, get there's a crew there's a crew there's five of us and the, the game starts, you wake up from cryogenic sleep uh, when you're not supposed to um, and you find a dead body in the in the hibernation area and it sounds like a bit of a murder mystery but it's not, it's just that, that, that dead body. Is this how every game would start? That's how every game starts um, but that dead body is there and you can use that, you can take it to the lab and analyse it for sort of, you know, DNA and stuff like that. But, um, but who the heck is it? Is it so the captain? It, it's just, uh, well, it's, there's, there's, it's a five player game maximum and there's six characters so it's whichever, whichever character doesn't get selected is that one. Okay, Professor um, but, Plum. But anyway, in yeah. The bridge. Anyway, that, that's almost irrelevant. It's, this is a co-op game, and there's a big trend in board gaming for co-op games at the moment. Um, Pandemic is probably the the, the most uh, widely played one. Um, but this is also has a uh, so in the, in the co-op mode, you're obviously trying to escape the ship. In 15 turns, the ship jumps to hyperspace. Um, but there's it's got engines, so you need to make sure the engines are working, and it can go to four different locations: Earth, Mars, Venus, and somewhere else. And you need to go to the cockpit to make sure that you're going to the right place to Earth. God, this is but a there's deep also dive. there's also aliens floating around the ship. But we played the semi co-op version. Well, how the heck did they get in there? So the the semi co-op version is um, well, you, you each get, you each get dealt objectives: one personal objective, one company objective, or corporate objective. And as soon as the first alien shows up, you have to throw away one of these cards. Don't let anyone see it. And then you have you can only win Whoa. by fulfilling your objective. So some of the objectives, the personal ones, might be survive and make sure at least two other players survive. Um, or right. make sure you get... One of the corporate ones might be get an egg, get an alien egg and get it 
get it back to earth um yeah. because obviously your you know your your company wants to analyze oh, that egg and like my I, I ended up with a corporate objective which was make sure you're the only survivor um, right does that mean or, you have to actually actively kill the other people? no you can't actively kill other other people but what you can do is if there's an alien in a room you can run out the room and throw a molotov cocktail in there and if by chance your teammate also gets hit by that whoopsie um Whoa. but or you, you can do it do, rolling you, dice um it has got custom dice as well yeah and you've got movement actions and all this kind of stuff but basically um all the all the team were working together um little to the, did they know i was sneaking off down the other side well they knew I, I i rused them that i was going down to uh do some research or something whatever and what i did was i um set the self-destruct on the ship and they were like, what are you doing, chief? Because they did not want that to happen. So I set the self-destruct. You've now got six issues to get to the life pods. Fortunately, I was right next to an uh, entrance to a life pod. They had, they had aliens in the way. They came running to the life pods. I shut the door to stop them getting in, turned around, <laughs> went to get a life pod. There's a face hugger. Oh, oh so they actually have face huggers. Yeah, he contaminated me right up. Um, you got I, your just desserts there, my friend. I tried legging it to another room. Three aliens popped up, like big adult ones. Yeah, that's life. Yeah, I died. Dude, don't um, forget though, they've got they've got um, their secret missions to try and do as well. Yes, yeah, but a lot, most of them chose sort of friendly-ish honorable. secret missions. Honourable. Yeah, I you're was a like bastard. The, well, I just chose the first time I'd ever played it. I was you're like, company man. The easiest victory is probably going to be every man for himself. Pen pusher. Um, pen, I was like Burke out of Aliens. It was oh. proper. Um, but anyway, the, the, that wasn't the main part of the story. The main part of the story is this. Um, Can I just... I'm going to just say something there. Go. Board games, yes. for me, they stopped at Monopoly. Okay, but that, there that's is, not really there a board is, game. Look, dude, it is a board game. What I'm saying is there's this whole world out there yeah. that goes past the, the, the games you get from Argos. Yes, so this the, most of the games we play are games you're not going to find in WH Smith, Argos, you know, yeah, but your standard really... toy shop. So Okay. So these yeah. are all, the, you know, we play a lot of games that revolve around economics or there's a, I've got a really good game called Brass and it's set kind of in the north of England. Um, Brass and got, Tax. And you've got to basically get your ironworks up and your coal mines oh and you've got, to, you've got to get your cotton mills working and ship, that, factory, o- ship that over to India and all stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Um, they've got agriculture games, Agricola. That's where you've got to build a I farm think, um, and stuff like that. And a lot of, we've got a lot of military. We've got a real good one called Shogun, which is a feudal... Um, Japan, samurais and stuff, warlords. Okay, geez. Well, you're certainly not going past going collecting 200. Correct, Mundo. <laughs> right. Anyway, I'm getting on to the meat of this story. So we've. That we've, was meat. No, yeah, I know, I know. And I'm going to keep this as brief as I can. Um, this was possibly the second scariest thing that ever happened to me in my life. I'm not talking playing that game, I'm talking what happened afterwards. So we've been there since nine, and it's about five o'clock the others are staying till about 9 p.m they're doing a full 12 hours but i'm like i've got to get home the weather's going to turn i'm on my motorbike it's dark i don't want to be out here it's cold so i've left at five i've got on the motorbike and it's immediately started pissing down in rain i'm like this is not ideal because in the first instance when i left the house the missus in the morning the missus said make sure you've got your waterproof layer inside your motorbike gear and I was no, like, no, did I haven't, not take that. I haven't got time. I'm, I was like, I want to get this game. Dan set this game up ready for us to play. I don't want to be faffing around, putting this water in, waterproof layer in. I'll get home before it starts raining. So okay. Sounds okay. like a very quick job, though. But, you know, crack on. <sighs> so anyway, um, I've got on the motorbike. It started pissing down. I'm immediately, within five minutes, um, I'm soaking wet. Literally soaking wet. 
Okay, how far's the journey? What sort it's, of speed are you looking at? It's an hour journey. It's about thirty-six miles. It's about yeah, it's Bracknell. So I'm I'm South London. I'm going up to Bracknell. So on a chicken chaser on a on a on a SV Suzuki SV six fifty. So what are your treads like? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm in. I'm about ten minutes in now. And I'm soaking and I'm starting to get very cold because literally, I'm not even kidding. I have got jeans on underneath. I mean, you might as well have just chucked me in a bath. That's how wet I am. But visibility is poor. I've gone to the M3 and I'm about oh, two minutes man. onto the M3. You better be in that slow lane. My fuel light turned on. Oh, and I was geez. like, what are you talking about? This this fuel tank on this bike takes 150 miles. Yeah. And I was yeah. on 100 and I think I was on 110 when I left Dan's house. And it's 36 miles. I think it's 26 miles. So I should easily have enough fuel. But okay. I remembered that when I fueled up last time, I didn't reset the tank. The, the the odometer well you've got to do that what do you got to do that for so i know so it goes back to zero so i know because there's no fuel gauge on a motorbike oh there's, there's no, no fuel gauge no there's literally you're driving and then How's a, a light know? a light comes on to tell you you're running low on fuel oh, that drive me crazy and when that light comes on i know my tank has about 10 miles of reserve fuel when okay. that light comes on what did you have to go 10 miles uh no i've only done about two miles i've got about 24 miles to go Oh, you are in T-Rubble. I'm in trouble, man. I'm on the M3. I'm not even kidding. I've never seen rain like this before. It's coming sideways. It's sideways rain. Okay. I'm driving in the slow lane as close to the just... hard shoulder as I can because I know at some point I'm going to run out of fuel and I'm going to have to pull onto the hard shoulder. And at this point, I'm starting to panic because there's no service stations within 10 miles on this stretch of M3. No, you're a walking man. And I'm at, No, but there's not even... It's like then another 10 miles to walk to the petrol station. So I'm actually thinking now what I'm actually going to do because I'm... I'm cold, I'm shaking, I can't see anything. The visibility is so poor. Every five metres, I'm, I'm having to wipe my oh, visor. Turn, what about, turn back, is that an option? Not on the you M3. You can't turn around on the M3, there's no junctions. No, I've, got, no. I've got no option. I'm literally, I'm, I'm, and these cars are whizzing past me, and um, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to, honestly don't know what I'm going to do. So I just like, put it into the highest gear I can, put it in sixth gear, um, go about 40 miles an hour, just to keep the revs right down to conserve as much fuel as I can. Right. Pootling along, getting honked by bastards who were trying to overtake me. Uh, but they shouldn't be doing it. 40 was about the limit for the weather that it was anyway. Um, so S- I- Sixth gear to me is a low gear. I'm one of those. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I thought you were too. Right. Oh, dear. Anyway, that grinds my gears. Carry so on. so I've, um, I've had a slight bit of fortune in that I've had a sign that's popped up saying one mile to the junction to come off at Staines. Oh, happy day, Staines. Uh, Ali G country. So the Known bad, for the bad, the bad news is um, I'm on about nine miles since I made a note, mental note, when that light came on. What was my odometer? Um, I was I've done nine miles now since the fuel light came on, and I've got one mile to go till the junction, which is going to take me to about the ten mile limit for my fuel tank. So I managed to get to the junction, I pull off. Um, and then I'm in kind of civilization now. Well, I guess it's stained, so it's not really, but. Um, Ooh, I, see, I see. I see a news agents. What are so you gonna do in there? I pull in. I've done nine and a half miles now. I pull in. Thought you'd walk, buy a paper. I, I walk in. I walk <laughs> into the news agents. Literally, he had his face was like thunder because I'm literally. Why? Just ca- well, I'm just. I'm so wet that oh, I'm just bringing. A, I'm bringing. A, I'm bringing a swimming pool behind me. I'm just standing there and there's just like a big puddle just behind, me, underneath yeah. me, like three inches, just a puddle. Why so are you I, in there? Because I'm asking him. I'm saying, where's the nearest petrol station, my friend? Oh, okay. Um, I need to know hey, because, <laughs> because uh, 
I need to know. So he's going, yeah, yeah, don't worry, it's a Tesco. It's five minutes down the road. And I'm thinking, oh. five minutes, that's probably not half a mile of fuel. That's more than that. Well, you've got to go for it in this I've got to go for it. What's the know? worst case scenario? I'm now in civilization. I can now walk to the petrol station, fill up a can, bring it back. It's not the end of the world. So anyway, I find, the, I find this Tesco. It's not five minutes at all. It's about two minutes. So I pulled in to the petrol station. I've done about 9.8 miles on this reserve tank. And I'm like, yes, fill up. It was like, you know, one of the happiest days of my life. Yeah. And uh, I've gone in to pay the dude, take my glove oh, off, paid. Fuck. Got a problem here. I've taken my glove off. And because it was so wet, when I pulled my hand out, that internal webbing of the glove came out with my hand. And now I cannot get my glove back on. Oh, I thought you were going to say you didn't have your wallet. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that would have been bad news. <laughs> um, so You cut the internal webbing. Do you know what I mean? You know, you know yeah. like a motorbike glove or a, a ski glove, you're familiar with ski glove. It's got that internal like warm bit. And sometimes yeah. your hand can pull that bit and you have to jimmy the bits back into the finger holes. So for a motorbike rider, oh, it's is, impossible. No, is no gloves bad? Oh, you, could, you wouldn't be able to do it. Your hand would fall off. It'd be so cold. Oh, okay. It's a cold thing. Wow. Um, so I can't get my hand. So I've jammed my hand back in, but the glove is now not fully on my hand. There's about three. No. In, there's about three <laughs> inches of flappy fingers. There's about three inches of finger space <laughs> at the end of each finger. This is my this is my front brake. So fortunately, I'm not using too much front brake in this weather. But still, my glove is not fully on. So yeah, anyway, anyway, got back on the bike. I've started going. It's still pissing down. But now, of course, water is running further down into my glove, but also down my sleeve. But it doesn't really matter because I'm soaking wet anyway. So then the next thing that happens. Um, I had a, I had um, earphones in into my phone. I'm using Google Maps for a bit of sat navage. Right. So, so you know, just because I've, you know, I've I've only been to his house once before, um, just so I know to get to and from his house, whatever. So, but I know the route. Um, and then I've gone off, and the sat nav's piped up. She said we found a quicker route by eight minutes, and I was like, no, I don't want the quicker route. I just want the route I know. And she goes, if you don't wish to take this alternate route, tap the screen now. I can't tap the bloody screen. It's in my pocket. I'm on a motorbike. Mate, take the alternate route, man. So I had to. I had no choice. Took the alternate route. It took me through kind of Kingstony, Richmondy way around Pleasure Ham- Town, around Hampton Court, lovely area. Not at that time of night though. In those conditions, no. no. The problem was that area was flooded. So I'm driving through like three foot puddles on a motorbike. I don't know if you've ever done that before. It is not fun because I am wobbling all over the shop. Water's splashing up. It was. I can't oh, even imagine you riding a motorbike. It's it's the second scariest thing you, I've ever done in my life. Oh, it was I horrendous. I can only picture you on a pedal bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chief, so, that so, sounds so horrendous. So then, so then I have um, because I'm so cold. Um, I'm now breathing really heavily, and my interior visor is just steaming up. So you have to lift the uh, visor. You have to lift the visor up one or two centimeters for it to clear. The air just comes in and clears it, and then you can put it back down again. But it got so seamed up, I lifted the visor up like about a good, you know, six inches. The problem there was water then came down the top on the inside of the visor. So now I can't oh, close the visor Christ. because I've got water on the inside that I can't wipe off. So Chief. now I've got to ride squinting through these raindrops, and then I thought I can't do this anymore. So I had to lift the visor up and just ride visorless um and then the biting wind and rain in my face i honestly thought my face had frozen um <laughs> so then cut a long story short got to sutton got home uh, safe and sound uh, had a stiff whiskey oh, it was a bad experience mrs i came in i was breathing heavy i was shaking all over mrs says you're all right i thought you'd had a crash you were so long i was like well i nearly had a crash 
Uh, Didn't seem concerned. She said, I run your bath. So I ran my bath. That couldn't happen. It was too painful. I was so cold. That hot water was just like, you know when you go hot to cold? Yeah. Brutal. Deep bath. That Brutal. didn't fix your woes. Well, it, it was just... Chief. Yes. Chief. Chief. Automobile. Yeah, I need to get a car. What do you, I mean, I know you've you got a license. Yeah, I've got a license. I haven't driven for 20 years. Mate, watch license to drive. Go and get a car. <laughs> um, two, two other quick things I just want to say. I want to say a big shout out to... Uh, Clave Jones. Uh, oh, no. Is this the dude that wrote the blog yes, piece? Yes. Crikey, man. Almost made me cry. That was yes. moche. So, um, Clave wrote a, a very nice article. Cheers, buddy. Um, about talking Joe. I think he nailed it. He said that you're a crusty old man or something. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. he said you've got a crusty exterior, but, you know, if you smash through that, you're a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Um, oh, it was lovely. It was lovely. Um, no, I think it's Nerds on Earth. Is oh, the, that was uh, it. Yeah. Is the, is the site you want to go to. Um, check it out. Good site. Covers a lot of good stuff. Um, big shout out. Thank you very much, sir. Um, that, that's the stuff that we love. Very quickly, because we want to crack on. Um, shall we go inside Chief's mind? Jeez, I've just been in there for 10 minutes on yeah. this motorbike journey. All right, we'll have a real quick one then today. Um, you know what I really <laughs> hate is when you get a sellotape roll and you, you can't find the end. Yeah, but mate, you, you don't bite your nails, just use your fingernails. You're picking at it, you can't it. find it. Oh, it's just annoying. Jeez, man. No? You need to get 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 a hold of yourself. Dude, all you got to do is go around one Yeah, but then you revol- split it re- and it comes revolution. off one side. Oh my goodness, I'm literally... You I'm only gonna, need to go around once and if you don't find it, you've got something wrong with you. I'm in a foul mood today. So I, that, <laughs> I haven't asked how you've been, but have we got time for that or not? I'm good. I'm really good. Indy, Indiana, my daughter was off school today. She was poorly. And I had a whole day's worth of um, editing, film editing to do. Ouch. And that didn't get done. We um, we just sofa'd up, got the duvets down. She watched four films. Holy moly. She started off with Despicable Me 3. Yep. Not good. Right. Then she did Boss Baby, average. Then she did Peter Rabbit. Right. Got, it's got James Corden doing the voice. He's quite yeah. annoying. And then she finished off with Captain Underpants, which was the best yeah. one. Okay. So my, that, my that's kid, my day. My kid's allowed uh, 20 minutes of TV a day max, and it is Moana on repeat at the moment. Is it? Well, yeah. in 20-minute doses. In 20-minute doses, yeah. Sometimes I let her have 30 if I'm feeling nice. Oh, my God. It's like um, Victorian times back there. Yeah, you know it. Castle Chief. <laughs> Right, buddy. Um, right, so we told you about it last week. We have got a special little snippet excerpt here from my interview with Michelle Fife. Um, we're going to run the episode, the interview in full, and you'll be able to download that tomorrow um, on the feed. You'll get it in all the normal places. Uh, we talk about um, his introduction into comics, working for Marvel and Image and stuff, and, of course, a, a big old smackaroos of G.I. Joe talk. So check that out tomorrow um and here's a little quick excerpt of what you can expect hey hey it's big news at the talking joe studios we have our first ever guest cue the fanfare and the marching band this guy has worked for idw marvel boom studios valiant image he's a writer artist letterer colorist i guess he does his own books so maybe he edits his own stuff that's uh, of course the great michelle fife how are you sir Hey, what's going on, Chief? Thanks for having me on. 
You're, you're most welcome. You're most welcome. Our first guest, like I say, uh, it's uh, big news at the Talking Joe Studios. Um, That's an honor. I got to tell you. <laughs> How are you doing on this uh, this fine? Well, I guess it's your morning. It's my afternoon. How are you doing? Good, good. Just taking a break from inking a bunch of pages. Um, I'm on my next project, so I'm always at the board, just working away. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Is that uh, uh, some Copra stuff or some stuff you can't talk about? Uh, a little bit of both. I'm always okay. trying to juggle as much as I possibly can, but uh, definitely Copra. What was your introduction to G.I. Joe? I know you you know, said back at the beginning that you, you were always reading comics, um, but you may, maybe came to the G.I. Joe a bit later. What what Do you, do you remember, not, not saying what was the first G.I. Joe comic you read, unless you can remember it, but do you know what era, what kind of stage in the run? Well, the, fir- the very first comic, oh, G.I. Joe comic I read was Special, f- no, Special Missions number 11. Ah. However, that was one of my very first comics, and that unfortunately got eclipsed by my love for Batman and Suicide Squad and Daredevil, yep. which was my introduction to those characters as well. Uh, so I really gravitated towards that, not so much into G.I. Joe, though I liked the cartoons and I had some of the toys. But like I said, as an older reader, that I, I got hooked by Larry Hama's work in general, specifically G.I. Joe. Um, and I don't remember... The issue, it might have been around, it was a, a Mark Bright drawn issue of Snake Eyes. Okay. It was, I think, issue 104. Um, oh, that's that the one where they him infiltrate. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just loved it. I just, I mean, it, it was brisk, but it was meaty. There was a lot to it. Uh, there's Man, a, Mark Mark Bright is underrated as an artist, isn't he? I mean, super underrated, and I loved him from like Green Lantern and Batman stuff, and his yep. work at Milestone. But I never, I never knew he that he drew GI Joe, and then I thought it was a fill-in issue. But I loved the story so much, I just started buying back issues, and I discovered that he had a good chunk of comics, and I don't understand why they're so underrated. Maybe it's because it's a franchise comic, and and. Yeah. You know, people only really talk about like the silent interlude or the first few issues that are classic. Uh, but people people stuff, forget that era as well. Is so good. People forget as well uh, around sort of eighty five and eighty six when the comic was like three or four years old. It was you know it was outselling X Men. It was Marvel's number one book. Yeah, um, that's right. It was G.I. Joe and X Men back neck and neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and obviously, the, you know, they, they kind of gener- I say they. The industry kind of suggests that if you're a toy franchise comic you've probably got two years tops before cancellation and, and you know those toys uh, make way for new toys and, and your, your comic books going off the cliff but i mean to do 155 issues okay admittedly towards the end the sales maybe weren't so good but 155 issues of a toy franchise and then 10 years later to resurrect or more than 10 years later to resurrect it and do another 100 issues is um is a big achievement yeah i think it's tradition to put not your best people on franchise properties. That's just the way it goes. Right. You, you put your top talent on the bigger books. Um, and so th- thankfully because of that, Larry Hama got his chance to start his first regular writing gig on G.I. Joe and slowly develop it into this th- into this thing. I mean, he is the voice of G.I. Joe. You know, yeah. it's nothing else. It's his voice. It's his vision. Um, and the fact that it went that long is a testament to that because they could have easily just canceled it, especially at the at the height of the crunch, you know, when yep. the bubble burst. It could have gone away. 
but he held on to it. So there you go. Um, hopefully you'll be listening to that tomorrow. It was a real good fun talking to Michelle. He's a top guy. We're going to hopefully get him back in sometime later in the year to actually come on the pod and do a review of the issues that me and Ben are doing now, some of his favourites. So hopefully we'll get him back on later in the year. Good stuff. Wicked. Let's talk about some G.I. Joe comics, G. This is, we're looking at issue 31 to start with. Um, this is, I like to think of this as somewhat of a three-issue arc. I don't know if you've got any opinions on that. I've got strong opinions on that because I really enjoyed the first two and the third one I thought was a big old steaming pile of stink. Wowzers, I love that third one. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, hey, we're going to get to that. Yeah, okay. this, is, this is the problem with giving out ratings for, because I just thought that last issue was you know nowhere near up to scratch. yeah but you can't like i you have to rank arcs and stories because you can, it's like you know watchmen which is a 12 issue series you can't rank it's a 12 issue story you can't say oh that issue eight was rubbish so i'm gonna rat, rate that separately to the rest all right you know you've thrown down the gauntlet and i'm gonna pick it up okay and uh, i'll just say yeah i guess you're right well <laughs> that's the kind of answer chief likes well, let's, let's, yeah yeah <laughs> um, no, we can do that because in fairness what i'm saying has to take effect then i have to basically factor that in yeah and adjust my score so yeah let's get into the um, first issue one. 31 all fall down uh, script by larry harmer this is the first uh, rod wiggum on pencils uh, it's andy mzinski on inks rick parker on letters and uh christy shield on colors uh, cover of this one is destro with a gun standing over a fallen snake eyes in a doorway yeah it's really cool is that rain are they outside? It looks really cool, that cover. Is that rain or is it the interior door? I think it's the interior. On my cover, it? that's... Oh, yeah, sorry, the wood grain. Yes, that's the wood, wood grain, grain isn't yeah. it? Man, I'm, see, I've gone dig now. The cabin. These um, inks are popping. Yes. So uh, break it down for us, Chief, if you could. So this one, um, especially the first two issues, centre round Snake Eyes. He has gone back for a little bit of uh, R&R. He just wants to chill out. And obviously he's got that cabin up in... Um, the Sierras, which we originally saw when he was being recruited in that flashback scene from 20, issue 26, where Stalker yeah. and Hawk go to recruit him. This is his cabin where he's got uh, the wolf timber, etc. He's gone up there just to chill out. Unbeknownst to him, um, we've, they've sent out uh, Airborne and Spirit to kind of just keep a watch on him. You never actually find out why, do you? But yeah, they, now give me Spirit's full name, Chief. Spirit Iron Knife, is it? Iron Knife, is it? They keep using it, and I wasn't aware that he had a full name. I only knew him as Spirit Iron Knife. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so they sent him out unbeknownst to the Joes. Uh, the plane has been bugged by Zartan. Remember Zartan went to the Maguire Air Force Base uh, in yeah. the last issue? Well, he put a little tracker on the G.I. Joe C-130 transport plane, Um and Destro and Firefly and one of the Freds, one of the Crimson Guards, have gone up there basically to to take him out, to take out Snake Eyes. Yeah, there's a great bit with Destro in disguise with a hat on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just that, that's really hiding him well. I mean, what, yeah. do you, what do you think of this this Rod Wiggum art? I'm a, he's probably my favourite G.I. Joe artist. I put a few screen grabs on the um, Instagram. I yes. thought it was amazing. Yeah absolutely amazing especially when the massive explosion goes off and it starts getting into the action i actually just loved this whole issue thought it was so good effectively a log cabin skirmish 
Again, we've got the you know the, the, that great opening. It's a full page splash for the opening page, which Harmer seems to do. Fort Wadsworth, the Joes are, are leaving in. It's not really reflective of the issue, is it? The Joes are leaving in the tank and the Vamp and the Wolverine, just kind of yeah. to, to showcase. You know, this is this is the Joes' base where they are, what they're doing, and fleshing out the the Fred, the Crimson Guard, was quite nice. Yes, previously we'd seen him. You know, at the rally, Cobra Commander was saying, "This is our new line of." CGs, the Crimson Guards, um, but now we actually get a guy. This is still the same guy. Yeah, that we've he, been dealing with the same guy. He was spying on Fort Wadsworth, uh, then got told the GI Joe base wasn't there, trashed all his kit, and now he's been told to go back there. So he must be well pissed off with Cobra Commander. Yeah, yeah, and then Firefly and Destro intervene, don't they? Yeah, I do like the way hey. that, I do like the way that Rod Wiggum draws Firefly's helmet, uh, not Firefly's helmet. Excuse me, Cobra Commander's battle helmet. Um, because he draws it with kind of with the sloping edges it's kind of almost like Darth Vader's helmet yeah do you know what I mean it's it's not a straight down the side as we've previously seen it's kind of almost like a sort of it's got that flaring is this guy on for a while now Rod Wiggum yeah 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 and I've got big news actually I've uh, been in contact with Rod Wiggum and we've got some exclusive Talking Joe art coming our way from Mr Wiggum Oh, more commissions. Yes, yes. Awesome, man. So when that comes through, we will share. But yeah, he's a top guy. Been, I've been chatting to him, a real good guy. Um, I, I I will try uh, when I'm brave enough to broach the possibility of him coming on the podcast because that would be amazing. But um, <laughs> Yeah, you've got to build up to that. I build yeah, up can, to that, yeah. Yeah. I think in this issue, this is probably the best um, we've seen Firefly be. Yep, he actually gets to do stuff. Operative. Yep. When he ch- when he lazes in that um, grenade... They are in this issue. Is oh, the bit where he's laying thing. on the roof and he kind of pops it down the chimney. Uh, is that next issue? No, that's next issue. Right, okay. But what's really funny about when he tosses in the grenade, Snake Eyes, he goes to throw it out and he misses and it bounces yeah. off the window and back in. Ricochets. And yeah. then Destro takes a low to the face. But as we know... Again, he, 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 took, he took that <laughs> earlier, didn't he, when he was flying the Rattler down exactly. in the swampland. I think there's so many explosions in this issue and they're drawn really kind of kinetically and do we do we ever do i think you mentioned this in an earlier pod destro is obviously drawn really emotive in this wiggum's arts fantastic but do we ever question how destro's mask gets so almost like a skin tight feel no we don't i mean that's that's something i've never actually thought about until i've just asked that question to you now you know in in a couple of of issues he takes it off, doesn't he? But you don't he actually does take see off, anything. Yeah. I think you're meant to think that it is, it's a very soft, right. but obviously strong metal. And it kind well, of... Well, it's yeah, beryllium it steel. Be, Poly, it's polished well, beryllium steel. That sounds like it's can, not that malleable. He can express himself clearly. Yeah. We may have just gone too deep there. I don't yeah. know. I do like that bit where... I think where, you're um, just meant to think that he's awesome. I do like that bit where uh, Snake Eyes is... is parachuted out of the of the helicopter above the high sierras they're, 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 they're saying it's a non-classified mission oh look if snake eyes wants to jump out when we're not looking let him and then spirit and airborne go down after him and there's a cool bit where snake eyes is out chucking a, a stick for his wolf to to fetch and uh, spirit is in a tree jumps down he goes i think he spotted us he, what from 10 miles away and he goes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his senses yeah. are that keen and then he says spirit says we're going to make a fire and pretend we're campers and everyone's like will that fool him and he goes no <laughs> of course not man i'm just looking at those bits that you're talking about the detail on airborne man, this artwork's incredible yeah but i think also a lot of it is i'm reading uh digital yes and i'm i'm cropping in and i'm you know the really getting up close to the art so, so something in me that something in me is tempting me to 
go dig as well. Even though I've got all the original issues, for, you know, this is 1980s. I think that's advisable. A different experience. Obviously, yeah, I've never read it as dig before. And obviously these colours are a little bit washed out and faded. Um, so maybe I maybe uh, I, I will think that would be good. Yeah. Do you actually, you obviously there's no reason why you would, but you don't own any of the dig stuff. I don't, know. No. no. It's pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. A is great it? bit where the wolf um, jumps onto Destro. Yes. A wolf. Yeah, well, he's, that's a real call, but he's got he's got Snake Eyes Corner, doesn't he? In the yeah, ca- and he's got in Firefly the cabin on the, on the roof. Um, you posted up that cool panel of uh, Snake Eyes shooting out the window, the rat tat tat tat. Oh, yeah. Um, and then yeah, Destro goes in, doesn't he? And he's 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 um, standing above Snake Eyes. That's a real cool page. He's in the doorway, um, and he's like, you know, yeah, he's all shadowed. Yeah, he's all and... shadowed. He's like, you're down. Can you pull that Uzi on me fast enough? And then Destro's about to pull the trigger, and then of course Timber jumps in. And that is the bit where um, yeah, Firefly, chucks the, cool... Firefly chucks the C4 down the chimney. Yeah, he's proper stealth. I thought and it was then next he... issue, yeah. And then he chucks it down. And then this is where our guy Fred, yep. he takes it, man. He takes it, yeah. A spirit's like, no, Airborne goes out, doesn't he? Fred takes Airborne in both legs, I think. Um, and then spirit's yes. like, don't. Re- there's a real cool panel of spirit pointing his gun straight to the, to the reader. Um, yeah, really cool. And, um, Just yellow background. Yeah, a hunter Man, never Airborne reveals gets, his location. Um, he gets chopped. He gets down. drilled in both legs. Yeah, lower leg shots. I think. Ouch. You know, it ends with the you know the big explosion, the wolf looking on, and you're presuming everyone's dead because this C4 explosive has just gone off. Yeah, and, and there's, that there's, wraps up that apart issue. From, apart from that, that which was, I, I agree with you. It's what I could be one of the single best issues of the run so far oh uh, i thought it was incredible just from the cinematic feel to it the, the balls out action also it's really tight it's not it's so really tight there's no flab not, at all there. yeah it's not skipping off back and forth it does a little bit at the beginning just to set some stuff up but really it just stays with that log cabin the whole time yeah and it's effectively a whole firefight the yep. whole issue why was snake eyes in his combat gear when when they surprised him at his cabin not sure Oh, dude, he saw them coming. He yeah. got zipped up. He's probably right. And uh, there's a one-page interlude, if you will, of the Baroness and Major Blood. They've got Billy, who they found rifling through the files in the other issue. Yeah, because they're and plotting this thing. Still. They're now plotting to off Cobra Commander. Yeah, in and the parade. In the, there's, a, there's a big, big parade rally coming up where Cobra Commander's going to you know, unveil his, his new plans or whatever it may be. And there's the Cobra Youth Brigade, which is effectively like the Boy Scouts, which again well, it's is Hitler Youth, isn't it? It's the Hitler Youth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it kind of shows you how 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 deep Cobra's tendrils run into society. And uh, they're going to present a bouquet of flowers, and in it is going to be a 357 Magnum yeah, that magnum. Bully's, Billy's going to shoot him right in the face with. Although Major the most Blood, powerful handgun. Yeah, yeah. Dirty <laughs> Harry, I tell you all about that. Yeah, great issue, great issue. Yeah, it's really cool, buddy. Moving on to the next issue, I was just about to say how good the art was, but that cover's a bit of a howler. That's the cover. Uh, it's yeah, it's Zar- it was just Zartan's hood that 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 doesn't do it for me. It's the yeah, but it's Dreadnoughts and Zartan on the bike. It's a Frank yeah. Springer cover, and it's Frank so, Springer on interiors. Mm, just um, was a little bit amateurish that one. Great issue though. Same same crew as last time, except Frank Springer's. Drawing instead of Rod Wiggum and George Roussos is the colourist. Um, this one's called The Mountain. And first page, again, a splash page panel. And it's the, the fallout from that big explosion from last issue. All the bodies are lying on the ground, except no snake eyes. Yeah, basically, they could all be dead, but Destro's kind of crawling away like he made it. Uh, this is like, February. This like is actually the, um... this is February 1985. So perhaps next pod, 
uh, we could do. We've crossed over into 1985 now, so perhaps next pod we can do a review show of 1984. Yeah, now yeah. 84. Let's do it. Cool. I like it when they integrate the people that worked on the comic into the artwork like they have done here in the tree. I like that sort of stuff. In the tree? Oh, right. So I see what you're saying. The credits. Yeah, that's cool. So, bloody hell, we've, got, we've only gone and got Softmaster. So, Softmaster, last scene in the Snake Eyes origin where he was recounting a lot of the, the history of Storm Shadow Snake Eyes, the Hardmaster's death, etc. And obviously, he wanted, he thinks Storm Shadow's the killer of the Hardmaster. Uh, but, you know, at the time, you'd be well versed in thinking this, he was just not a throwaway character, but there's no real need for him to pop up again. But lo and behold, here he is up on the mountain. Yeah. Here he is, hiking, stumbles across this mess. Spirit's a big fan of uh, of Softmaster, isn't he? You know, yeah, he, that makes sense. He sees, him as a, a, he sees him as a spiritual you know, healer and a, you know, Destro shoots some wrist rockets at him and even though he's got his back to him, he's got his, he's got his ice pick or whatever and he uh, flicks those rockets away. How do you kind of feel about And then he gives the weapons gets, back. Yeah, I was going to say how it gets resolved. It kind of ends as, well, almost like a mutual respect. Yeah, so it's kind of two two sides to it isn't it so they everyone's come around now they're all they're all got consciousness back Softmaster just wants these villains off the mountain and so he basically gives them um their guns back and goes and destro ration rationales it or rationalizes it by saying look i know when we're beaten i like to think that destro's basically thought ah i'm out of wrist rockets yeah here. let's call it a day yeah <laughs> even though he's got his shooters back <laughs> oh yeah yeah, Firefly's not too happy with this, though, is he? Fire, no, it's Fred, Fred who's not happy with it. Oh, no, Fred, Fred's sorry, like, yeah. he wants vengeance. Um, yeah. And the Softmaster, is, his theory is, we now know their limits, because we're giving them their guns back, we know what they do. If we don't give them their guns, who knows what, what weapons of mass destruction they'll invent. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah strange. I think, do you think it's a bit strange here where it cuts back to the Dreadnoughts and they do a little flashback? I guess if you're reading month to month, yep. you might be like, but they actually... This is the same repeat- panels... They repeat the panels. Yeah, this is actually oh, the same panels from issue 30. So I wonder if they're on a deadline or something like that. And you I, know, I think you could be right. The two two whole pages that they didn't have to draw. Yeah, yeah. Major Blood's giving oh, dude, a load of you... shit to Billy because Billy's like practicing and Billy's unloading into his, his head from point blank range and Blood's not having it. He's like, it's got to be a chest shot. Dude, um, what about Cobra it. Commander in the um, in the moving truck? He's got his oh. office in the carriage. That just made me think of Bond for some reason. Yeah, and That's he's sitting down so there, good. and he says, um, "He's got a little plate of snacks. He says, he's got his legs crossed." Yeah, he says something like, "Do you want caviar and champagne?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in the back of a moving truck. He's in the back of a moving truck. He's got his legs crossed. He's got a knife. He's spreading some kind of caviar and crackers. Um, he is yeah. actually brilliant, you know. Yeah, Cobra Commander. Yeah. He's very funny. And all, oh, you got Storm Shadow comes back, doesn't he? Storm Shadow. Because he's we, been out of it for a while. We haven't seen since he got locked up in Alcatraz. I think it was issue 25. He's back on the scene. Uh, no, of course, we saw him in um, we saw him in the Snake Eyes origin, didn't we? Of course, 27, when Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes let him go, effectively. Uh, after yeah, that does, subway he re- fight. does he regale us with how he escaped? Oh, maybe I think that's next issue, is it? He does, next issue, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's listening in. Um, because uh, Cobra Commander's kind of saying, Dreadnoughts, do you want to be my bodyguards and all that kind of stuff, you know? Uh, yes. Because he thinks, yeah. he thinks um, Storm Shadow's off, off, the, out, off the scene, presumed dead. Um, yeah. But then, of course, they go back to the, the base and then Storm Shadow reveals himself to the Cobra Commander um, and Cobra Commander kind of glosses over it, doesn't he? Yeah, he just makes a deal with him. Yeah, he goes, fine, he? I'll pay you double, whatever. 
And he's like, and, I, and, and he's I'll like, tell you, and I'll tell you, and I'll tell, yeah, you cut, you, and you need me because I'm the only one who knows who killed the hardmaster. Yeah, he dangles so, a carrot, doesn't he? So, bit of key information here. Um, you know, yeah. is it someone we've seen before? Is it a new character? Is he is he just bullshitting completely and bluffing Storm Shadow? Uh, something to find out later. And in the background, you obviously see Major Blood and Baroness. But Cobra Commander's wise to that as well. Well, not wise yeah. to the to the assassination plot, but he's wise. He knows that Baroness freed Major Blood, so he knows there's some kind of shenanigans going on. Yeah. What did you think about the skirmish in the woods with the bear? So this is where Spirit has gone off to. I so that was unnecessary. The soft masters, you know, tend into airborne or whatever. Um, Spirit's gone off to find food and firewood, and he's come across the. Uh, Fred has actually left Destro and Firefly to go back and kill, finish off the Joes. So Spirit has now encountered Firefly and Destro. And um, like you say, there's a massive, gigantic, the biggest bear you've ever seen in your life. It is big. Um, stumbles across them. They decide to climb up a tree. And Firefly has got a satchel charge. And he's going to blow up. No, or he's he's going to blow up something. But, no, no. but um, he's, he's going to throw it to the base of the tree, I think. And then Spirit <laughs> advises it no. Spirit grabs the satchel charge and puts it around the bear's neck. Okay, can and it's you confirm? Bear murder. Okay, it is. So it is. Bear, so okay. Oh, it's bear murder, hundred percent. Yeah, because I was like, have they just blown up that yeah. bear with a satchel charge? Satchel charge around the bear's neck, run away. Bear's dead. Brutal. Just, you know, I thought I was hoping that would be the last bear we'd see for a while. We but get anyway, Bongo. We'll get Bongo coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Love Bongo. Um, uh, we we'll get to that. So um, yeah, and um, Fred's gone back, hasn't he, to 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 confront the Softmaster and Airborne and Spirit or Airborne, and um, he actually kills over dead. Yeah, wait, I'm just I'm just at that bit because I just I just needed to recall what actually happened to him. Does he just walk in? Does he just walk in and collapse? Um, yeah, they basically he basically Spirit comes back and he says what happens here, and um, the Softmaster said. Um, we had bested him in battle, and he was humiliated. Vengeance kept his heart beating, but when he saw how utterly unsatisfying his vengeance was to be, the will left him, yeah, and he's dead. They find Snake Eyes hidden down in a in a trap door. Yeah, so obviously that's he's off okay. page, isn't it? Um, Firefly and Destro have they're, they're, they've escaped down the river. They're fine. There's a real cool bit where uh, Storm Shadow and Cobra Commander are walking through the sewers, chatting. There's just an escalator down in the sewers and it takes them up into the mall and they just walk ah, out into yeah. they just walk out into Springfield Mall dressed in his ninja garb and his full on cobra cobra insignia and battle mask yeah that is brilliant amazing <laughs> uh, dude don't forget we get we get some two new characters introduced so we've we had get spirit lady... obviously and then oh you're saying we get uh, that was last issue we get lady j and ripcord yeah and more this is you know more interesting stuff because Immediately, Scarlet's got beef with Lady J, and Scarlet had beef with Covergirl. Remember when she was introduced? She wants to be the only only female, female on board. Joe. and she had a lot of um, action early on, didn't she? A lot of focus, Scarlet, but she's not really been that much of a main focus recently. Um, all of well, all but, of the original Joes have kind of taken a little bit of a backseat. But why is Ripcord smirking? Because he's like, uh, as you can see, they've orders for our permanent assignment to the GI Joe team as your replacements. Well, he's a joker, isn't well, he? Well, actually, it's Lady J who says, as your replacements. But these two, these two idiots, these two newbies are like, you know, we're, well, the, we're, the, Billy Big we're the hot kids on the block now. Get your old ass yeah. back into retirement. Yeah, and then we basically close out with a new um, Crimson Guard, Fred, just, just rocking up to oh, the family this page. home. This could be and my favourite page. in the... He's just pr- pretending that he's their 
old man. Yeah. So basically, obviously, that the Fred in the High Sierras is dead. Cobra has found out, and they've basically plumbed in a substitute Fred. Yeah. And the kids, you know, he's he's rocked up back, and the kids like, you're not him. You look you're just like you daddy. look just like him, but you're not our daddy. And the last panel is amazing. He's got his back to the camera. The two kids. He's like, I am now. Yeah, that's oh, dark. That's goosebumps. <laughs> that is amazing. That is dark. Right, moving on to issue 33. We've got ourselves a seriously good cover. This is incredible. That's a great cover, isn't it? Um, Cobra Commander with a big magnum pointed at him. Cobra Commander on the podium. There's a Cobra Guard in the background. Storm Shadows looks like he's going to action. Like you say, a hand with a gun about to shoot him. So this is this is simulating the, the possible uh, assassination that we're going to see. Uh, this issue is called Celebration. Um, it is this, looking at the credits, same team as the last issue. Yeah, God. So here I we struggled with this one, mate. Did you? I don't know. Yeah. Why? So I, I didn't even like. I don't think I really liked a single page of this. You're kidding? I'm f- no. I, I I shit you not, dude. Um, first pa- I think it was first just page. All the stuff we get into. Re- I think General Ironbutt it's Austin all the pit stuff. is introduced way way back in like issue one or two. I think we see him talking to general oh, yeah, flag yeah yeah so now he's he's like replaced he's effectively the new general flag so i don't yeah, know just all this stuff with the pit and the kind of reopening and the celebration and sending them out to the mall to get bloody no, bunting not a fan of that. i love what, it the, no yeah, dude, love it. it's way too for me it's just too low-key and soap opera you know yeah but that was that issue the, 22 that you liked um you know no, but that wasn't that that was a filler but that was not that that was done in a completely different way this just feels, um, well, I was going to say unrealistic, but uh, just a bit meaningless. Yeah. Just didn't enjoy it, but, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll go through it. I mean, there's a, there's a bit early on where... Um, Obviously, the ending's good. Yeah. <laughs> that bit's yeah. great. I mean, you've got, just... you've got Snake Eyes in full combat gear in a hospital bed. Uh, no hospital gowns for him. And he is cleaning an Uzi. That's how he likes to relax. Yeah. Airborne's there reading the uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. And yeah, they think spirit. Spirit supposedly is asleep, except he's not. He's pulled a fast one. Well, no, he's gone to the mall to get some. Go to a florist and yep. get some roots because he wants spiritual healing. Yeah, he's not happy with the 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 med- medicine, the the doctor's medicine. So he wants some um, some yeah Native American medicine. So he's gone out and who's who's got him? They oh yeah, we get Blowtorch as a new Joe. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, Ripcord, I think it is as well, isn't it? Blow, Blowtorch and Ripcord, because they they're in their uh, army fatigue, so you, they do name check that you know each other, so we know who it is. Uh, yeah, like you say, and whilst he's whilst he's down in the mall, he bumps into um, Crimson Guard Fred, doesn't yes. he? Out out with the fam, out with the fam. So he goes to confront him, and that scene is amazing, where the 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 wife and the kids are kicking spirit and knocking him out. Oh, incredible! Yeah, that, that, no, that bit's that bit's really funny. <laughs> yeah, when the kids get involved. The, yeah, the kids basically start. Uh, Spirit goes to grab him, and there's a great panel. We'll put it up. You're not taking him. Spirit says, "We're taking you somewhere." And the missus is like, "You're not taking him anywhere." And she's launched a haymaker of a of a purse, which has got you find out later it's got grenades in it, which is why he went down so so yeah. quick. And the, she said, "Get him, kids!" And the kids kicked him in both knees. Yeah, take Ouch. take that. Spirit's down. Um, you do get a bit. Yeah. You do get a bit before that with Baroness and Destro, and yeah, this pretty is much the, all visual. This really. is the bit you were talking about where um, he's questioning her loyalties. Do you trust me? La la la. And so then he he pulls his it's mask got... off. That's when the camera turns around, so you don't see. He pulls his mask off, and she faints. She faints. So yeah. this this bit here 
what's your assumption of why she's fainting? Is he disfigured she's, or scarred? She's or? fainting in a very dramatic way. Dude, it has to be that he's dis- she's not fainting because he's so good looking. Okay, so I mean, so it, we know could it possibly be? It's we know be that he's not disfigured or scarred because uh, so we see him. We see him in ninety issues time, whatever, and his face is fine. So I yeah, wonder if they, this was Harmer at the time writing him to be disfigured and later changing so. his mind. I think so, absolutely. Um, I think I could be wrong. I'm going to go and look this up, but I think around issue ninety, there's a there's a Snake Eyes trilogy uh where you actually see his scarred face um right okay and there's some flashbacks to southeast asia with a young baroness and i'm pretty sure i could be recalling this wrong i'm pretty sure there's scenes of a young destro as well uh james mccullen and perhaps this is where uh, baroness met him for the first time and she's never seen him this new guise of Destro without the mask and of course he pulls his mask off and she's fainted because she realizes she knows who he actually is yeah maybe I mean, i'm reading she, too much into that but she's fainted like it's panto at bournemouth it's like he's the the best looking man in the world he's got um he's got full i like that full deep v chest out yeah. medallion yeah. it's, it's a great good. look yeah i'd like to bring that back somehow but i don't this was some of the stuff i didn't like when it kept on cutting back to the pit and oh, i did like how roadblock is massive yeah he's squatting on a chair is barely big enough for him yeah i know yeah just all the stuff about uh, the pit and i don't know yeah i like all that stuff you see there's you know you see cutter and um look and deep six you know back they're a bit injured we might as well get into it we might as well get into this all right so this is where you're talking about um, Bongo. you're talking about Spirit, Blowtorch and Ripcord are chasing down Fred and his family and they've got away in a car and the only way to get them down is to get in this passing van which is Bongo's balloons. Bongo the balloon bear. So it's a it's you don't, you know, natural assumption is some guy dressed up in a bear suit. Um he's a he's a, yeah. he's a party dude. And they don't really draw it like that. They basically it is a bear. Yes, okay, right. Effectively. Yes, yes. So it looks like a bear driving a car, but obviously yeah. it's a person in a suit. But uh, Blowtorch gets his kit on, uh, and then off they go to, to chase down Fred, the Fred family, the Smith family. I, I, I didn't... Yeah, didn't like that chasing at all, no, where the boot of the car no. pops out some missiles? Well, no, you know what it's like. When you're not into it, you can't get back into it. I, I just kept... I liked it when it kept cutting back to the kind of staging area of okay. of Cobra Commander's okay. big I mean, I like, there's, there's stuff a, like that. There's a Raiders of the Lost Ark beat here. Ripcord jumps onto the roof. Uh, Fred tries shooting through the roof, puts the brakes on. He goes to the front of the car and he grabs that that uh, badge, the car badge on the front. He's on the he's on the radiator, which is kind of like when Indy... Raiders. When Indy, yeah, Indy goes down to the front of the truck, the German truck, and he pulls the bars and they're all, they're all coming loose. But yeah, 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 I just wasn't then, on board. I mean, and then back, just like, following that storyline to its conclusion of them rocking okay. up at the the pit, yep. uh, you know, and the, so they the big they've celebration. lost, they've lost, they've lost Fred, haven't they? He got away. Big celebration at the pit. Um, this yeah, is where I, I just didn't really, you know, where they basically. So he kind of enlists Duke. So Hawk gets put upstairs, yep. and um, yeah, because he, he, he said he said he said uh, he's still the field leader, Hawk, but he hasn't been on a mission for ages. No, I know. And then he says, you know, I think I'm better served. Yeah, so he goes upstairs. And there's a bit of an error here because that's where Iron But Austin calls out um, the, he says, the, the you eight Joes are going into an admin role. So yeah. don't, if you count Hawker's uh, 10 and Snake Eyes as 11, uh, Hawker's 9 and Snake Eyes as 10, he's actually missed out three. He's missed out Grand Slam, Steeler and someone else. 
Grand Slam Stealer and some other chopper. But yeah, he's got Flash, Stalker, Short Fuse, Grunt, Zap, Breaker, Scarlet, Rock and Roll. He's miss he's missing he's missing three definitely. Stealer, Grand Slam and someone. Yeah. Anyway, he's missed them out. That's just an error. You know But he's trying to basically say these guys are just gonna be running the pit. Yep. And it's time for you, you know, you're shelved. Yep. Which clearly isn't gonna happen. No. And then the reveal but, at the end, Bongo the bear is actually uh, a girl. Yeah. And Ripcord's going out on a date with her. Yeah. So then the 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 so, meanwhile. So then the let's cut back. Let's cut back to the, the bit narrative. that you did prefer. Yeah. Well, all this stuff is amazing. Uh, back at the the stadium, so Cobra have managed to hire well hire out or or own a massive uh, sports stadium. It looks like it's about a you know a sixty thousand seat seater stadium. Yeah. GI Joe doesn't seem to be aware that they're having this rally. No. No, <laughs> and everyone's there. Everyone's there on the scene. Um, Dreadnoughts yeah. are providing security at the front. You know, you can see sitting on the stage. You've got Baroness, Firefly, Wild Weasel, Zartan, and then the other guys on the other side. Um, yeah, and then you basically you know something's going. You're like, hang on, what's going on here? Because Destro is kind of like oh, he's up right, in the bleachers. Go for it. He's up in the bleachers. Yeah. Um, but then he, he hears the name and he's like, "Whoa!" No, he's, I have all the kids. He's he's looking in the binox, isn't he? And he sees he sees the kid and he's like, "Billy." Yes, and he's like, "Wait a minute, I know this kid." And yeah, then, he name um, checks him as, as Billy as Billy goes to pull the the six shooter out. Uh, Storm Shadows, Storm Shadow jumps jumps up to cut him down. Destro jumps in. I won't let it happen. And then you get uh, you know some three great panels where Cobra Commander here is a child killer because he's like, "Take this little, did, yeah. take this little assassin out back and get rid of him." Yeah, so cash. He's like, "Just kill this kid. Get rid of Not him. interested." And then uh, Destro's like, take a good look at him. Um, we may have so we may have I some thought... differences of opinion and even hostility between us, but there are still some things I will not abide by. Patricide is one of them. Patricide, <laughs> Billy, Dad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Amazing. So, yeah, uh, no? yeah, I, I, yeah, I, it's it's a bit too. So again, when uh, when you were not cheesy, but when you were initially, I thought I was like, oh, hang on, is that? Destro's kid. All right, okay. So and when then, we read um, issue ten or whatever it was, a nice little town called Springfield. Yeah, you and said. There was a kid called Billy. I, must, I totally that, forgotten. That, okay. No, completely forgotten. And now, yeah, I kind of remembered. But you know, I, I, I just think it's a little bit too like dad. I was like, oh man, right. Cobra Command doesn't need this kid. No. Hey man, you liked it more than me this time. Yeah. So I guess we need to Yojo Cola it. Yeah, so mine on a mean average was obviously was going to be very high for those um, first two issues, but this last one's going to have to bring it down. You're very so, down on that last issue, aren't you? Yeah, I just I, I just thought it was a bit goonish. I I you know it's just not my thing, Chief. There's possibly more but, of that to come. Well, so be it. So right. be it. That's what that's what we're doing. I'm gonna say I think I would have given the first two individually very high eights yep. and i'd have probably given that a low six right or a high five so i think so is that a low fair. eight or is that a high seven no i, I think it's just a high seven okay. which ugh, pains me because one of the best issues ever is in there yep yep in issue 30 well what we can do don't forget when we um exactly do the yearly right. review we we pick out our the best issue of the year. Yeah, so we'll also, we'll we'll, comp- we'll have compiled. You know, once we've done a few yearly reviews, we'll have compiled our favourite individual issues. So that's where you know you can whack these. Good ones shout, up high. good shout, and also it would be a high seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, so at the moment seven. you've got three sevens, you've got 
to fail, uh, to fail is to conquer, to succeed is to die, which is the October Guard two-parter. Then just above that, you've got 16 to 19, which is Cobra's Plan Revealed. And just above that, you've got issue 30, which was the last one we reviewed last last episode. That's the Dread, <coughs> the Dreadnoughts Assault in AFB base. Yeah, I'm happy to, to make it my higher seven that I've had. Okay, so you're putting that in in eighth spot. Now, Chiefy, I feel like you're going to be quite liberal with the Yojo Colas here, okay. aren't you? I think you're going to be giving it a low nine. It is getting a nine, correct, yeah. You're, you're very good at reading, the Chief. Oh, very good. Um, this is tough now because I've got three nines already on the board. I've got... Uh, Silent Interlude is slipping down. Silent Interlude is in third place at the moment. Um, again, I might have to come back to you. I ended up, because I know I said that last that last issue, I ended up putting that uh, Darkness issue 30. Um, I ended up... Mm-hmm putting that one um at position seven on the board but this one i'm going to give it a nine and i will it can't be better than silent interlude can it i think it might be would i it's the i like to go with what would i rather read again would i rather read silent interlude or would i rather read these three issues i think i'd probably rather read these these three issues yeah i think silent interlude is a funny one it's kind of a anomaly isn't it because it is amazing but you can't keep judging everything against no. it it's kind of its own thing and you can't keep reading well you can keep reading it but be- you can be- but not really like these ones no, no so the question then becomes is this better or worse for me than issues 28 to 29 uh swamp fire and beached whale uh that's the that's God, the zartan fighting the swamp giving it a seven man huh that's a crime it's, cr- it's a crime that i've given that a seven uh Jeez. which one this arc. Oh, this arc is crime. Yeah, it is crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a think where I'm placing it. It's getting a nine. I'm going to have a think where I'm placing it. All right, buddy. You think. Think on. Yeah. Cool, man. Have you got a question for me, buddy? Chief asks Ben a question. Chief asks Ben a question. What'll he say? What'll he do? When Chief asks Ben a question. What's your favourite of the uh, Imperial generic troopers? Ah, oh, such a good question, Chief. Well done. Thank you. Biker Scout. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. Due Always to has the been. look. Yeah, the the look and also how kind of later in Star Wars canon in the kind of video games they've effectively become a kind of a, like a sniper class, right. which I always thought was quite cool. But special mentions would be uh, ATAT pilots. Yeah. Dry, dry, you know, those guys. Yeah, yeah. They are awesome. And when you but, say um, that, you're saying the dude, the, the dude's driving, not Veers. Not no, but you're saying the dude with the bit with the stormtrooper styled helmet. Yeah, not, not, not the guy. Like the pi- not because when Veers is in that attack, the guys in front of him, they haven't got the helmets on, have they? Or have they? No, yeah, they're two pilots, is two attack pilots. Yeah, they got the tubing and the kind of grey, right, okay, yeah. light grey. Yeah. I wasn't um, fa- the color scheme on it was a bit strange. That's what I liked about okay. it. That kind of light grey and then pops of orange. I think. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Obviously, not. What's the proper name for them? Imperial troopers, snow troopers. You know the guys with the capes in Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're amazing. The um, figure came with that little plastic cape that you'd hook on his belt, didn't he? Yeah, it did. Get lost all yeah. the time. I don't think I ever didn't last like about two weeks that cape. Yeah, I've got eight of those guys. I've got no capes. Have you? <laughs> yeah, I've got loads. That was always the way. I've got no stormtroopers. And they came with that long ass gun that clearly Blue. they cannot hold with both hands. Yeah, no, no. What other ones are there? That's it. Well, you, TIE Fighter Pilot? TIE Fighter Pilot, Stormtrooper. I, I'd good. put in, at a push, you could put in uh, Emperor's Royal Guard. 
Oh, no, maybe not. Good. They're not. They're not. They're, but they're, they're the not, elite, they're buddy. Troops, are they? I wish you. <clears throat> pardon me. I wish you get a scene where you see those guys scrapping. Yes. In Revenge of the Sith, Yoda comes in. Yeah. And he he just kind of um, it's actually quite a cool scene. He he just force smashes two of the Emperor's Imperial Guards. Yes. Like just sort of crushes them to bits inside the armor. They smash into the wall and just sort of fall down in a heap. Yeah. That is badass. Quality. Yeah. I also like the. The kind of those guys that the emperor's just talking to, like his dignitaries, his, his advisors, they're like purple bastards. They oh, imperial like... dignitaries, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got that in a figure. Like, you could get that. I had him actually. There's a good scene where he basically tells he's being really harsh to Vader and Jedi, isn't he? he basically, yeah. just tells Vader to get lost, and he he goes back to a deep conversation with these. Yeah. They're also these wrinkled and crusty, aren't they? Yeah, crusted up big time. Because yeah. <laughs> that uh, answers your question, buddy. Um, that's that's it. So uh, next episode, we will be reviewing uh, 34, 35, and 36. Uh, these are single uh, issue, single storylines. I think I'd incorrectly said that the ones we were going to do this week were individual story arcs, but these are definitely three individual stories. The next one's 34, 35, 36. Read along with us. Okay. Pick them up in the usual places, Comixology or Amazon if you're going digital, or the trades. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Okay, catch us in all the usual places, talkingjoecomics at gmail.com, uh, talkingjoecomics on Instagram. We're pretty active on there. We're getting a lot of good interactions as well. Talking underscore Joe on Twitter. Uh, followers going up there. Talking Joe, a G.I. Joe podcast on the Slow Burn Facebook. Where can the listeners find you personally? Are you on Twitter? Are uh, you on if you want to Instagram? contact me personally, I'm on Chiefy, Chiefy Two Shoes. That's uh, Chiefy, as in Chief with a Y, then a two, number two, shoes, Chiefy Two Shoes. Where's that at? That's uh, Twitter. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, well, if you want to follow me, guys, I'm Ben Flying Retro on Instagram. Nice. So come follow me. Good stuff. It's been a good, cool, been a good episode. Yeah, man. It's been really good. What you got going on this week? Um, Holy smoke. Arsenal are playing right now. Yeah. Wait, let's just do this Check the score. live. Because this is either going to be a fist pump or... What is this? This is a Champions League, is it? No, dude, I wish. <laughs> no, it's one of those weird midweek... I don't follow the prem- soccer. Premier, ...Premier League. There's like eight fixtures to Okay. Because it was FA Cup on the weekend. They've had to... Oh, actually, I've got, fit, a, bet on, uh, West, I've got a bet on West Ham. They're away at Wolves. Check, tell me the score for that. sake. Nil-nil. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> oh, nil-nil for Arsenal. What's the West Ham well, score? Oh, God, 52nd minute. Oh, man. Uh, the Hammers... Uh, nil nil okay yeah so there we go alright um, yes uh, check out that Michelle Fife interview tomorrow yeah that's going to drop tomorrow for, for a nice be, big happy Friday happy Friday good times good times all round alright guys right we'll see you next week catch you down the line yo Joe. yo Joe